Good morning, friends. It's some people's kids with Ian and Andrew. We got youth pastors procrastinating alongside oh, yeah. other youth pastors. That is part of the game for sure. Guys, we have, we just want to start off this episode by saying thank you, thank you, thank you. We've made it a month through the podcast. Wow, a month. And a lot of you are loving it. Thank you for sharing these videos with those of you who are doing ministry with. For those of you who are enjoying, the who are volunteers in youth ministry, who are leading youth ministry, who have nothing to yeah. do with youth ministry, and those of you who are parents, those are you who are congregation members who might want to support a youth ministry listening. Thank you so much. We're over 400 listens. That is insane. Yeah, four fit. Are we at 450 now? I don't know. We're we're, about we're 40, way more than I ever thought we would. We're at like 40 subscribers, right? Yeah. Or 40 plus, something like that. Yeah. It depends on the day. Yeah, because it, uh, it doesn't tell us how many people are subscribing. But it tells us. It just assumes, right? It says est- it's estimated. This is Anchor. Yeah, it's Anchor. Yeah, through uh, through the Anchor app, which is why we're sponsored by Anchor. Yep. Uh, one of our sponsors so far, uh, because we they're <laughs> one our of distributor. Only one. Yeah, we only have one. We only have one. I said, that's what I said so far. So far. So far. Yeah, so far. Uh, but we're procrastinating. <laughs> we are, no, they're procrastinating with us. Yeah, we we are a successful <laughs> we, business structure. We we have a plan to just mention so many copyright things until someone says we like them for the love of all that is holy somebody with a business please come and support us because this coffee. is fun ladder coffee ladder coffee wink wink nudge nudge <laughs> does he even listen uh i'm sending him the rest one when, uh, it, when okay. it gets released okay. according from at this episode he has it hasn't been released yet but he hasn't listened at the yet. at the point of this recording rest has not been no it recorded. hasn't it comes out but you guys Thursday. who are listening now are listening because yes we have podcasts that come out every monday and, and thursday. thursday twice a week twice a week that's awesome man Isn't that good cool? job you've done a great job this you've has been done fun a great job. Well, i don't know about that you brought the coffee today you did i great did bring job. the coffee today but we're procrastinating what are we talking about today we're going to talk about the numbers game the numbers oh, game and, dun, dun, dun. and it's not the like when we did an episode on games this is not a game you play with your kids. It's a game you play with your, like in your own mind, your own psyche. Yeah, yeah. So the numbers game is simply um, competition. The youth pastors are some of the most competitive people you ever meet. A lot of times because we were want to be athletes and we didn't make it, so <laughs> we, we we were loud and we liked hanging out. So no, but I think the numbers game is simply um, trying to have you know worrying about the numbers in your youth ministry more than you should. And I think it's important to, to to understand more than you should, which implies there is a certain amount of concern you should have for numbers. I think it's uh you know we'll we'll talk we're, we're going to talk about this a lot, but a book that really covers this actually devotes a whole chapter to it again is Mark DeVry's Sustainable Youth Ministry. Uh, if you get a chance to read that or pick that up, please do. It's it's a great resource. Wouldn't it be fun um, if we could talk with Mark DeVries on this oh, podcast? Oh, do you think we could do it? I mean, we mentioned is him. Is he like, still in ministry? I mean, he's I don't care if he's still in ministry. You're always in ministry. You're what? always, yeah, that's right. It doesn't that's matter right. what you're doing, you're in ministry. Listen, he's listen, listener. Somewhere. Listen, listener. Yeah. Those of you who are not even in youth ministry but just love the podcast anyway, you are in ministry, so buckle up. Yeah, yeah, All right? exactly. That's right. Buckle up. If we're not it, talking about that right now. We're talking about numbers, but yeah. buckle up. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about that some other time. But no, so I think uh, 
Mark DeVry's Sustainable Youth Ministry is a great, he has a great chapter on numbers. And so we're going to really work, uh, we're, we're going to talk a lot about that. A lot, a lot of what we get on this episode specifically, a lot of what we say, at least from me, is not original thoughts on this. Uh, it's, a lot of it's uh, Mark's, and so we want to give credit where credit is due. A lot of what I'm bringing to the table today is going to be f- just some some stuff I've learned from Moody that stuck with me. Um, just so, like, here's the question then: uh, what what is posi- positive? What's, Num- what is yeah. a good thing in the numbers game? What so, why how why should we count numbers? So, so before we answer that, because I, 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 I there is definitely a positive reason to do that but i think there's going to be some people listening or there's going to be you're going to have a conversation maybe you walk away from this episode today you're like hey numbers are actually really important and there's going to be some conversation somewhere where you hear someone go numbers don't matter man like don't think about that like numbers don't matter just you know and it could sound really good right numbers don't matter preach jesus and the kids will come okay if you build it they will come right kind of like field of dreams yeah yeah, yeah kind of right but less let, a field than more of a dream Empty warehouse that yeah. you can't go meet in anymore. That's, that's exactly my current situation. <laughs> uh, but let's let's just put a scenario up where you have two rooms, and both doors are open, and both of them are youth groups. Mm. One youth group is a youth pastor with chairs circled around holding the Bible. Yeah. Another room is um, a bunch of kids in there, youth pastors engaging with them, and he's holding the Bible, getting ready to start talking about Jesus. Both have the goal to talk about Jesus. A kid comes up, and the parents say, hey, I want you to go to youth group. Both doors are open. Which one do you think he's going to choose or she is going to choose? The one where it's just the youth pastor, no kids are in there? Or the one where there's a bunch of kids in there and the youth pastor? Mm. Nine times out of ten, they're going to u- choose that one, yep. right? So numbers are important. Now, it's not to say, hey, we have to have a bunch of numbers so kids come. No, that's not the case. But kids drawing kids, right? Yep. People drawing people. So you want to make sure that you have a healthy view of numbers. Um, not the book of numbers. No, no. <laughs> numbers of, of attend kids who attend, right? So yep. I have a youth group of about 30 to 40, give or take. What 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 what's your, let, let's throw out your number. What what's your number? Average about forty five fifty. Right. Okay. So we're right around that same ballpark, right? Yep. So we, neither one of us have these mega stories of like, hey, I took a youth group of five and turned it into five hundred. We don't have yeah. the Je- Jesus with fish and bread right. stories, right? We don't have that. But what we do have is over the past six years in my ministry, three, four, five years. Yeah, five years. Five years in your ministry. Those numbers have stayed steady even with transition, right? Yep. So I think a that healthy— That includes COVID. That includes you taking over. That includes— Yeah, transitions, COVID, kids leaving, families leaving the church, so on and so forth. Those numbers have stayed consistent. So your question was, what's a healthy view of numbers? Yes. Right? Well, I think first you need to start with one, one one of the things that we do is we compare, right? So let's start with what an unhealthy view would be, right? The comparing game would be an unhealthy view. Meaning I'm comparing myself to Southside. I'm looking at our numbers and going, "Hey, we should have 60 kids on average. We should have 70 kids on average. How do we do that? How do we get 70 kids?" Well, that's a little bit of an unhealthy view because you're competing with somebody, right? But I think to get to a healthy view, you have to ask some questions first about your context. You have to ask, 
How many teenagers are in our church? What's it, the demographic what's of the my demographic church? Like? Is well, it mostly old people? Yeah. Is it so, mostly young people? So if I'm at a church and there's 10 youth students, I mean, to 10 teenagers, right? But I'm thinking I should have 60? I, I think you're you're I, I think you're having an unhelpful view of numbers there, right? Yeah. Sixty for some reason is a magic number for you. You know, because you should have to your youth group. Ten. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like hey, these are the kids that you've been entrusted to shepherd. But I'm not content with that. I'm not content with that. Right. I'm not content with ten kids. Right. So how how do you solve that? Mm. How do you solve the content part? Right. Well, I think first and foremost, there's a lot of prayer there. If you're thinking, hey, I would like to have. You know, go from 10 to 20, 20 to 30, 30 to 50, 50 to 100. You have to have a little bit of a strategy there, right? You have to have a plan there. Yep. But I think your first and foremost responsibility is to say, how many kids do we have in our church? And then work off of that, right? So I think that's a bit of a healthy view view of one way to view numbers in a healthy manner, right? So let's say you have 100 kids. Right, you have a hundred kids in your youth group Wednesday nights. What's a healthy goal to have of those kids to come? What's your thoughts? So, I I immediately think of fruit, and, and not like vegetables and fruit. No, because vegetables, vegetables are different than <laughs> fruit. I mean, like I'm not I'm not thinking like like you anyway. <laughs> Editor, that doesn't exist, and we don't edit these episodes. We're Please take that ed- whole chunk ed- out that right there. No, leave that in, because <laughs> Ian has gotten rest, and he's still, <laughs> still a know mess. what he's saying. Still a mess. No, so I've always had this mentality that even if even if I were to open the doors and I had five kids show up, yeah, then that means those five kids need ministry. Yep. Those kids were came with the purpose of hearing yeah the gospel for those kids to grow in jesus yeah that for them to know jesus to them to be challenged to show jesus like this it doesn't matter how many kids come in we need to we need to minister to them and that's where the fruit comes from and there's like being realistic my churches you know if you have a small church you're gonna have a small youth group and it's just got like be realistic and and celebrate with the lord with what you've got and it's kind of t- parable of the talents. Yep. You've been given this, so you've been entrusted with this. Do well with this. Yep. Do well with what you've been given. And uh, there is the numbers game comes in too when you, like, we are a business. We're in the mm-hmm. business of, you know, we're broken people in the business of broken people, right. as we say at right. Southside Youth Group. We're, but you're in a business. So numbers are good to look at. If my nu- If I look at my numbers and I say I should have – like there are a bunch of young families in my in my church. I yeah. Andrew just tried to inhale his tea through via his lungs, which right. in All case right. you listeners are curious is in is an unhealthy way of ingesting tea. Man, I don't, you you choked me up on those comments. <laughs> yeah. oh, but good. but so if and you look at it and you go maybe something's not going right. Right. There is a way to use numbers in in growing where yep. there are there are a bunch of youth kids that are coming on church on Sunday that aren't coming to youth group on Monday. Now there there's a bunch of factors that could come into that, sure. like you know, bask there's sports, there's clubs, there's whatever. But why? But I I believe that you know kids if they look at youth group and call it like there it, there is an importance there. You need to look at what you're doing and is it being effective yeah. for ministry? Yep. So there's a business side to it, but there's also the unhealthy side of like you were saying, I'm 
there's unrealistic expectations. I'm a church of 50 on a Sunday. Yep. I shouldn't expect a youth group of 50 on a Monday. Right. That's right. that's unrealistic, especially if I'm like in a small town. You know, yeah. I, I think of like my youth ministry when I growing up, but there was five of us, and there was four. The other three were my siblings. Yeah, like there, it was. It would be unrealistic for like, may, yeah, maybe we could have doubled it to ten yeah. if we all invited one of our friends from school. But then that then the youth pastor time, my mom should would not have had like she didn't have expectations to to get a youth group of fifty. Right. Like right. that, she she saw the church. She saw she saw what was going on, and she, her she changed her goals, adjusted it to her circumstances. Right. right. So very much the same for us. We look. We should use numbers as a growing aspect, where or even if they're encouraging or discouraging, but we should always keep fruit as the main idea. Yeah. As Christ says, look at the, the fruit of the tree. Like so, if we need to see what needs to be trimmed, something in youth groups not working. Ministries are fa- faltering, and sometimes we have to also just be realistic. Like there's seasons of life where, like summer, oh totally, numbers go down a little bit. You have to buckle down for those who are just those faithful, available, teachable kids. Yep. yep. And you you just buckle down. You wait till school comes back up because people are going to choose going to the beach than going into youth group. Yep. So you just do what you can with what you have, but you also be conscious of why why are numbers fluctuating. Yeah, I think, and, and that's a great point. There's going to be seasons. The, the way I view the, the year, right, we start in, we actually take the break in summer. We do a lot of events in the summer. We take a break in summer with our midweek ministry. But we, in the fall, that's usually where you see numbers really spike. When we first start off, like everyone's excited. They might bring a friend. They're, they're, they're you know, we promote it really big at church. And then going in the winter, you kind of start to see, hey, you start to kind of get a steady, this is our group, right? Yeah. And then in the spring, it can kind of go back up a little bit, but then it kind of steadies it out. So, so you have ebbs and flows. Excuse me, and that plays into a lot of our, the way we teach. Excuse me, the, like the way we uh, set up the the year. So, like our beginning of the year is going to be very evangelistic. We're going to have a, you know our messages are going to be a little bit more evangelism because you're going to have new kids coming, right? You have kids who haven't came in a while. Yep. And then into the winter, and it's going to be a little bit more of like. Um, you know, why this is important to be here, right? Why the church is important. We're going to kind of talk more about that stuff. And then you're going to have discipleship going in, into the spring, right? A lot of, you're going to pour in a lot, your, your talks are going to bend a little different. You're going to bring out some discipleship points from the text and things like that. Because you recognize, hey, these numbers ebbs and flow. I don't want to, and, and here's the other thing, man, like numbers will teach you to have some thick skin. It's true. Like like it's numbers, true. like you'll you'll go, hey man, we had forty, you know, between junior high and senior high, we had forty. And then the following week we had like two in senior high guys. Yeah. Like like you have to learn how to say that's okay. Like you said, those two who walk in are getting our attention. Well and and so all your leaders are gonna look at you and they're gonna go, Is this okay? Are we good? Are mm-hmm. we like what's happening? So what I've done is when there's a small group of people, I've got I got excited, visibly, yep. Yep. audibly excited when there's a small group, and you can see like because you're the remember you're the over shepherd, you're the leader, yeah. you set the tone. If you look around and you're just like, dang it, man, we got like ten people today, or we've got twenty people today, yeah. and everybody's looking at you, figuring out what the tone of the night is, and and everybody's gonna look at you and go. Oh, I guess 
I guess this is a failure of a night, and they're going to toss it. Yeah. Where, But if you come in and you're just pumped, like if you're extra pumped when it's a small night, because that means you get to spend extra time with your students. You get to spend extra time yep. with those who did show up and more direct time. Yeah. It's it's perspective. It's perspective. And and here here's the other thing too, right? Like talk to your senior pastor, talk to your staff on what their vision and goals is numbers wise. Like one of the things that I that I think is a if you want to go metric, right? Like if I have, you know, a hundred youth students, what percentage of kids should come to our youth group? And and you can say ten percent, twenty percent. I don't know what the right number is for that. My goal, and I just had a conversation with a parent yesterday about this. The kids weren't coming to uh, youth ministry, um, and I asked them why, and it was a great, transparent conversation, and there was great feedback on both ends. And And I told them, I said, my goal is not to say, hey, every kid who comes is going to like it. My goal is that every kid who comes through CTR, Christ Redeemer Church is where I'm at, comes through has felt and has known that they're loved, that they're wanted here, and that they've been shepherded. That we've shepherded them in a way that says, well, they tried. Maybe my schedule was too busy. Yep. Maybe my um, you know, my, my parents just, you know, for whatever reason they weren't able to make it, they knew, hey, I was seen, I was cared for, even though I couldn't make youth ministry. And so I think one of the things to stay away from when your numbers can can hit some pride. And so you start to think like, hey, I'm just going to tell the kid I missed them and kind of wonder why they weren't able to make it. I was just reading a book. I can't remember the title right now, but I was just reading a book talking about that approach where it's like they didn't come Wednesday night or they didn't come Monday night or Sunday night. And you, you text me like, hey, missed you last night. Well, that's a, that can be a very guilt-provoking comment. The One, the way they encouraged it was, what if you said, hey, I heard you had basketball last night. Hope practice went really well. I'm praying for your game coming up. I had a kid who missed because he had a bunch of homework on Sunday night. I texted him, kid I'm close with, I texted him, said, hey, I said, hey, heard you had a bunch of homework, we're praying for you tonight. That's good. And and get away. See, I do, I do that where I go, where I'll text kids like, hey, missed you, because I want them to feel loved and, and known. I didn't think about the guilt aspect of yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't I like, either. I like the the transition, the, the different approach where you're just yeah. like, hey, because the whole goal is you want them to feel cared for. Yeah. So yeah. it's... It's a little bit more intentional of saying, hey, I'm not threatened by your homework. Yeah. I'm not threatened by your sports. My I'm, identity does not ride on whether yeah, you show up or not. Yeah, so I really hope you do well. And be genuine about it. The other thing I would say is I've noticed that our junior high numbers are consistently higher than our senior high numbers. And sometimes, like, I look over the senior high directly, our junior high director, Trevor Treese, who's a lot cooler in, than, than me, so that's probably <laughs> why a lot more kids come. But... uh I'm actually one of the things that, again is from a book. I can't remember the name of it. Junior hires are typically more free too. Well, but here's the thing, right? I think it's Mark DeVry again. If you think about it, junior hires and senior hires are asking two different questions when they come to something. Junior high students are asking who's going to be there. No, sorry, 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 I messed it up. Junior high is asking what are we going to do? Are we going to play a game where we're smacking each other with fish? I'm in. I'm down. I want to do it. <laughs> uh, go listen to All About Games if you want to know oh, that yeah. reference. That's been thrown around now yeah. a lot. Yeah, my, my so leaders fun. are throwing around too. And then senior high is asking, who's going to be there? Who's going to be there? Because I want to be with people that I like, that I'm friends with. So if you recognize that, like, hey, you know, we had a kid come in, but he goes to a different school, and his friends go to a different group, that's okay. Don't be threatened by that. 
Like I don't love be that. don't be threatened that hey, all their friends from hey one of my students goes to Southside because all of their friends from Ferris go there. Ferris High School here in Spokane. That's okay. We're all fighting the same goal. I know he's getting mentored and discipled, and he's hearing Jesus preached and taught. Be excited about that. But hear good feedback, too. Like, if you have parents, like the conversation I just had with a family, they give me great feedback for me for me to think about things. So numbers is a game. Numbers are challenging. Um, but take it to the Lord. Rest in him and, and keep pressing on. That's good. Hey, this is Some People's Kids. Youth pastors procrastinating alongside other youth pastors. Ian and Andrew sitting here chilling, drinking coffee, drinking tea. Trying not to die. Trying not to inhale it. Jeez, what happened? I don't know, dude. That was that was. If rough. you can push through this episode, we are so thankful for you. <laughs> guys, you guys are incredible. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for following. Thank you for leaving reviews. Thank you for commenting as well on Spotify. You guys can leave comments um, on there. It's fun to go back and see those. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time here on Some People's Kids. Love you, fam. Talk to y'all later. <laughs>